0: You know, in my family, we have a lot of nicknames. Anybody, like in your family, a lot of nicknames? Okay, there's some here. Well, I want to tell you, my wife's family is inundated with nicknames. Like, um, she has a cousin uh, by marriage. His name is Doodle. Doodle. The man's almost 60 years old. How you doing, Doodle? Okay, so it's like you should have lost that a long time ago. But then... Uh, her mother, her, Rhonda's grandfather gave her mother a nickname, and he calls her Floss. Like you're flossing your teeth. I don't where did you even get that at? You know, I don't even know what that, Floss, how you doing, Floss. And then, um, also, another one is Rhonda has a, um, a distant cousin. His name is Crummy. <laughs> the man's 70, 80, 70-something 70 years old. How you doing, Crummy? It's crazy. And in what you may not know is that Rhonda and I grew up in, a, in the same small town. And we didn't know this until after we started dating. But our fathers were like best friends when they were in elementary school. We had no idea until we started dating. And so uh, Rhonda, uh, uh, Rhonda's dad actually calls my dad true because he was his true friend. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. So this give an. Ex- the one that just caps it all off is this is that again when Rhonda and I first got married we lived in a small house beside her grandparents it was like it was called a a mill village is what we lived on real small houses but so there was our house that we rented and then her her grandparents house and then their neighbors his name was Mr. Barton and I remember meeting Mr. Barton and uh, again he was 80 years old at this time and I said how you doing Mr. Barton he said I'm doing good Jake how are you I said well my name's Jeff Mr. Barton it's good to see you Jake and then, and Rhonda walked up and he said, How are you doing, Lindy? I said, This is Rhonda. He said, Good to see you, Lindy. He called every male Jake and every female Lindy for all of his life. He only had to remember two names. That was it. It was Jake and Lindy. That's it. That's who you are. You were Jake or Lindy. That's who you are. It didn't matter. One of our neighbors said, My name's not Jake. He said, Yes, it is. <laughs> These nicknames, you know, it's just like crazy. And so we're going to go right in, we're talking about the prayer of Jabez, and I want to read to you this story because he was giving a, a not a nickname, but his name was Pain. so look what it says here. It says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in what? And what's on, what's amazing man? it says he's more honorable, but I'm going to give him the name Pain. <laughs> okay, whatever. So and Jabez, so, so that's all we hear, that he was born in pain. And then we hear this prayer that Jabez prayed. And Jabez called out to the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you should keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. Would you read the last part with me? Let's read it. Ready? So God granted him what he requested. Now I want to tell you that we've been in this 21 days of prayer. We're in it. And uh, we want to. We're praying every day at 155, this prayer. So if you'd like a reminder of that, a text reminder on the back of your program, you can opt into that. Also, live on Facebook every day this week. I pray this prayer at 155. Now I made a mistake uh, last week. I didn't, or was one was I was made of an aware of, of something? Is that I ask you to, to friend request me. But there was a setting on my Facebook that would not allow that. And so we've got that corrected. So if you please, friend, I wasn't rejecting you. I just want you to know. (laughs) No, not you, not you, not you. Uh Uh-uh, no, and not you. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, we've got that corrected. And so please, uh, friend, request me, and you can be a part of that every day at 155. Now, I want to tell you that we're going to focus in today on this prayer And the part that we want to focus in on is enlarge my territory. So let's say this together. It's coming up on the screen. Let's say the first part of the prayer together again. You ready? Oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. territory. God, expand what you're doing in me. God, expand what you're doing. Lord, expand what you're doing in my family Expand what you're doing in our community, expand what you're doing in our church, expand what you're doing in our country. God, enlarge our territory. There's more of you out there, God, and there's more blessings, and we want it all, right? We want it all. And so, I want to talk to you to how to, today about how to pray the prayer of increase. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with asking God to increase what you have. And so, We want to talk about how to pray that prayer. And there's three things I want to share with you today about that. So here we go. The first one is this. Would you write this down? Open up your heart to God's new possibilities every morning. Open up your heart to God's new possibilities every morning. Every morning. When Jabez cried out, God enlarge my territory, what he was saying was this, is that God, there has to be more to life than what I'm experiencing. Remember, he was, he was, he was called. His name meant pain. He was shunned. He was pushed aside, and he said, God, I know there's more than just what my family tree has said I've got. Some of you, you know, you think, well, this is just the way it's it was this way with my grandparents. This is the way with my parents, and it's going to be this way with me. Oh, no. God is all about breaking family cycles. Amen? Amen. Amen. He is. And so, uh, look at the next verse with me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 teaches us to begin the first thing in the morning that we need to do is set our hearts right. And so 2 Corinthians 5.17, we've been, we've been leaning in on this the last couple of months. And I want to continue. He says, therefore, if anyone is in who? In Christ. He is a what? The old is? And the new has? So if you're in Christ, you can expect new. Oh, I want to, I want to say something very strong and pointed right now. Here's what I want to say to you. Stop getting up in the morning and telling yourself how you feel and start telling yourself who you are. <laughs> Every morning you wake up, well, I feel a little depressed today. Oh, I feel a little down this morning. Oh, oh my shoulder hurts this morning. Oh, my sinuses are a little, a little cloudy this morning. Oh, I got a little headache today. Every morning where every one of us wake up and the first thing we do is begin to tell us how we tell ourselves how we feel. And when you do that, you begin to set the precedent for your whole day. I want to tell you, wake up new every morning. Wake up and say, you know what? Today, it's not about how I feel. It's about who God is. And it's about who I am in Christ and that I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. I, I am confident in Jesus Christ. I am a conqueror in Jesus Christ. I am, I am great in Jesus Christ. I can do what he says I can do. I can have what he says I can have. And I am his and he is mine. I have somebody today right? Wake up every day. No, I am somebody. Doesn't matter what you think about me. It's what he says, who I am. And so I want to share that with you today. You see, one of the things that when it comes to, we start thinking about ourselves, we have a bad habit of looking at our track record instead of looking at the scripture. It's never been about your track record. It's about what the scripture says about you that makes you great. Look at the next passage with me. The Bible says this in Ephesians 2.10. I love this passage. Let's read these five words out loud. You ready? Come on. For we are God's workmanship. Would you just circle workmanship right there? Circle that word. We are God's workmanship. Look, we are created in Christ Jesus to do what? Okay, there's a news flash right there. You weren't created to do bad. You were created to do good. It seems like the only thing that gets recognized is the bad that you do, but I'm telling you that you was created to do good, and God recognizes you for the good that you do. He says, so he goes on and says, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. And so, I want, you know, I had you work, uh, circle that word uh, the, in there. It said workmanship because I want you to know that when you look in the mirror every day, you should say, God, you created this. <laughs> mm, 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 Lord, look what you did. When I look in the mirror, I say, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> but, but what I want you to know is that you're not done yet. God's workmanship is not a one time job. You see, when that, doctor, when, when, when that doctor pulled you from your mother's womb and smacked you on the bottom, and and you took your first breath, that was only the beginning. Actually, God started the work way before that ever happened. That was, and God is still working on you. I love what Ruth Graham said, Billy Graham's wife. They were riding through a construction zone one day, and the traffic was backed up, you know, and they were just going through the construction area. And finally, they get to the end of construction. And she read a sign, and it said this. It said this. It said, end of construction, thank you for your patience. She said, Billy, that's what I want on my tombstone. Is Then that that when I die, it'll be, I'll be, it'll be done then. And sure enough, if you go to her tombstone right now, it says, end of construction. Thank you very much for your patience. That's where God is working on us, and he's doing stuff in us. And let me just tell you something. You don't have it all yet. You know, I'm 51 years old, and I'm glad to know that he's not done with me yet. He's still chiseling some things away. He's still making me better. He's still showing me new things. Every day I'm finding things new in God. And it's the same for you. It's that there's new. God is, uh, you're a workmanship. Now, let me tell you something. You were not just saved to do good. Uh, you weren't just saved to be good. You were saved to do good. See, a lot of people think, well, when I get saved, that means, okay, I can't cuss, I can't chew, can't run around with the people who do right? And so you work so hard on trying to keep yourself away from all the bad stuff. Let me tell you something. God did not, he, he didn't create you, he didn't save you just to, so that you could, uh, that you could just be good. No, he created you to do good. <laughs> he, he's, there's action to that. There's a verb to that. You are to do good. And God, God's got a lot for you. See, what I want you to understand is this, is see if you can finish this statement. What goes around, you reap what you You read what you say. What goes around comes around. So here's what God says. The more good that you do, the more good that comes around. The, the, more that, the more that you lean into doing good, the more good oper- good God opportunities that he sends you away. In other words, if you're sitting around doing nothing, then why are you expecting something to come your way? Listen, when you don't know what to do, you just look for some good to do. And when you start doing good, it's amazing how God multiplies those efforts. And what he does is he begins to enlarge your territory. And when it comes back around, it's multiplied many times over. And all of a sudden, you're saying, how in the world did I get here? I'll tell you how I got there because God got on that wave that began and that good work that you began, and he began to move in your life, and now look at where you are right now. You didn't get there by yourself. It was God who did that. Send the good around. Send it around. Send it around, and watch what God brings around. Mm -mm. And the Bible says the way you overcome evil is by doing good. You see that? You say, well, you don't know what they've done to me, and you don't know what they said about me, and you don't know. No, I don't know, but I know what the Bible says. The Bible says it doesn't matter what they do. Don't let it dictate what you do, and you just do good. Oh, I love it. I love it. So that's why we have something here at SEC called Growth Track. You know why? Because most people don't know what their spiritual gift is, and that is what God has specifically created you to do and the means that he wants you to do good in. You see, let me tell you something. Everybody knows that singing is not my gift. I want it to be. You, I, I want to be a great singer. I do. I've always wanted to be a singer, but I'm not. I've accepted that fact. And you, don't, you know that every time, even when we pray in the altars, you'll notice that when I start to sing, they go. <laughs> you know why that is? Here's why. It's for your benefit. Because every time that I start to sing, you know, you're worshiping God. I mean, God's moving. You're worshiping God. Oh, God, I love you. And then I start singing, oh, God, you know, oh, you're so good, God. All of a sudden, you go, ah. And your mind leaves God, and you go, oh, Lord, please let him stop. <laughs> so I had to find my gift. And my gift was communication. I'm good at communicating. And see, you have gifts. And sometimes you're trying to lean into the wrong one that doesn't feel good. And so we want to help you dial into the right one. That's why we have growth track. And so I challenge you, sign up for growth track and watch what God will do for you. Now look at the next verse, Lamentations 3.20. It says this, God's loyal love couldn't run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They are created when? New every morning. God's mercy, His love, is created new every morning. How great your faithfulness! A new morning means you get another try. (laughs) Aren't you glad for that? A new morning means maybe yesterday was a disaster and maybe yesterday you failed, but this morning is a new day. Here's what I want you to uh, picture. As I was thinking about this week, this week, and I thought, how in the world can I deliver this to you that where you would never forget it? Every morning, what I'd like for you to picture is that God's love and mercy is new. Every morning, I pray that when you wake up, that you would get this picture that there's a delivery truck backing up at your door. Beep, beep, beep. And they open up the back, and God is delivering his love and his mercy to you all over new every morning. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Every morning, God's got a delivery truck backing up to your door and saying, yesterday was history, tomorrow's a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why we call it a present, and my love and my mercy is here today. So let's start over today, and let's make this day the best that it can be, right? Every day, beep. Beep, beep. You're going to wake up thinking about that tomorrow. (laughs) God's love and his mercy are backing up to your door. I don't care what they've said about you or said to you. You know the greatest way that you can walk in God's love and God's mercy is that every day you make up your mind that you're going to tell somebody you love them. The greatest way, I I challenge you every day, I challenge you, start your day off, begin telling somebody that you love them. You can can tell them, you can text them, you can message them, you can email them, you can call them, you can do all these things, but tell somebody every day, I love you. Why? Because when what goes around comes around. Some of you say, I don't feel love. Maybe you need to start sending that wave around a little bit, right? Send it around and watch what God will do for you. Now, if you're not a Christ follower today, you don't have anybody backing up your door every morning. Beep, beep, beep. You're on your own if you don't have Jesus Christ. And so, listen, we want you to share God's love and God's mercy. And the way you do that is by becoming a Christ follower. And inside of our program, there's a prayer just for you to help you do that. And when you pray that, God's going to come in and change your life and save you. And he's gonna, and you're going to be a Christ follower, and, and he's gonna, you're going to find his love and his mercy new every morning. And so when you do that today, we just ask you to check the card that says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. So check that. Okay. So let's say it on the screen again. The first part of our prayer again. Let's say it again. You ready? All oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Number two is this. It's how to pray the prayer of increase. Ask God for the opportunity to do more for his kingdom. Ask God for the opportunity to do more. God is always looking and listening for people who want to do more. You see, you in the business world, you can do more for God in the business world. In your classroom, you can do more for God in your classroom. You know, not only that, but in but your workplace, you can do more for God. In your church, you can do more for God. And thank God that you're part of a church. If you're part of SEC, you're part of a church that we believe that God's called us for more. You know, I've been the pastor here for 24 years, and I don't feel like that we've, we've gotten to where God wants us to go. I don't feel like, you know, there's a lot of churches that say, well, that church reached their peak. Well, I don't think we've gotten there yet. I think that's going to happen in about another, I don't know, when Jesus comes. Amen. Right? You know why? Because we're always stretching for more. And what I want you to know is like, like you know, last week we started what's called Monday Night Church last week because we're willing to say, God, we want more. We want more. Lord, here we are. Lord, we want to do more for you. And we said, Lord, if we have 100 people show up on Monday night, we're going to celebrate huge. And we're just going to celebrate. Well, I want you to know we didn't have 100. We had 116 showed up. Yeah. Hallelujah <laughs> to God. And isn't that awesome? Isn't that great? Isn't what we're doing amazing? Why? Because that's 116 people that cannot worship on Sunday, and they come on Monday, and they have received an opportunity for a better life. Why? Because people like you are willing to do amazing things for God. And I just want to say thank you for being open and willing to do those things for God. Isn't that great? It's so wonderful. You see, the first thing that we always feel when we start to do more for God or something for God is that we feel fear. We feel fear every time. The reason is is that we begin to feel fear is because the problem is that that we see our limitations and we say, I can't do that. Every time that we think about doing more for God, we start talking about what we can't do. Well, I want you to know that, that there's that fear that we have when, when we get ready to do something, we say, you know what? Well, I'm afraid of making that commitment. Well, let me tell you something. You will never accomplish anything until you make the commitment. You never do something and say, oh, well, I'm going to commit to that. No, you make the commitment and then you live up to the commitment, right? You know, it's like marriage. I, I tell couples all the time, and, and there's ladies come to and say, well, you know, we're going to get married one day. And they've been together for over 15 years. I'm like, listen, honey, he's not going to marry you. It's been 15 years. And why is it? When, oh, I'm just scared, you know, something happened. Let me tell you something. You're never going to know the intimacy of marriage until you have the commitment of marriage. You see, you, there's some things that you can't get until you make the commitment. And when you're all in, then you get all in and you get all the goods. Right. <laughs> Whoa! I can't come on. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it, you can't. There's something you gotta, and so listen, like when it comes to time having a baby, you know, you're never ready for a baby. Who's ready for a baby? Nobody's ready for a baby. Believe me, you're not ready. <laughs> and so you made the commitment, like we're gonna have a baby, and that baby shows up, and then you learn how to be a parent. You're never prepared. You made the commitment, and you live up to the commitment, right? And I want to tell you, in your spiritual life, you're never going to be ready to get in a, a Connect group. or You're never going to be ready to get in an SEC group. You're never going to be ready to do a two or more group. You're never going to be ready to serve in the church. You're never going to be ready to share your faith. You're never going to be ready for any of that. What you have to do is say, God, I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus. And he begins to empower you. And you live up to that. And God begins to work in you and through you and changes your life. And you will not be the same. Not be the same. It's, see, the problem is this. Zechariah 4 and 6, I love this passage. Is, as the people of, of the Jewish people were going back to their homeland, it had been decimated. And, and they were so concerned, how are we going to build our city back? How are we going to do this? And look what, Zachari- look what it says, Zechariah writes. He says this. He says, so, the, so he said to me, The word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel. And let's read what's online. You ready? Come on. Not by might, nor by power, but by my... Says who? You see, the problem is it's never about what you can do. It's what God can do through you that matters. See, on your own, you can't do it. But when you sign up with God, it's miracle time. It's time for him to do in you what people... Listen, people are saying right now, they're looking at you and saying, you can't do that, but God working in you, all things are possible, Right? I love this next verse. Look what it says. Philippians 4 and 13. I want you to read only, only the first two words out loud. You ready? Only the first two words. Let's read them right now. You ready? Come on. Who can? Who can? I can. can? I can. All right, look at goes, I can what? Do all things. Oh, let's say it again. Ready? I can do all things. Who told you you couldn't? See, you've been lying to yourself. You say, I can't do that. I can't do that. Oh, I can never do that. I can't do that. And I want to tell you something. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens you. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. You can do going that job interview. You can go on that job interview and you can do that job. You can get that degree. You can get that degree. You can do it. You know, you can share your faith. You can do it. You can do that two or more group. You can do it. You can be a part of an of a SEC group. You can do it. I'm here to tell you that you can do it. I don't want to lie you believe in, but you can. I believe in you, and you can. Amen? Amen? I'm not looking at dummies. I'm looking at bright people, smart people, good people, talented people, and I can people. Amen? Amen? And you can do it. And so when I look at Romans 8, 37, he says, knowing all these things, we are what? More than, More than conquerors. More than conquerors through him who loved us. You know what that means today? Is that you're not a victim. Oh, oh, I just can't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I tried that one time. It didn't feel so good. Oh, I'm so bad. Oh, I'm so bad. Nobody loves me. Oh, would somebody please call the wambulance? Wambulance. <laughs> <laughs> wambulance. 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 As long as you're telling yourself what you can't do and you're going to be a victim all your life, then you're never going to do anything. You're going to be one of those people that's always complaining about how everybody else has got it good and you don't have anything. We're telling you it's time to grow up, right? And let me just say this to you. If you're tired of starting over, why don't you stop quitting? Why don't you just stop quitting? Listen, it's time to move on with life. And it's time to do what God's called you to do. And listen, if, if... If God didn't want more out of you, then guess what? At baptism, he'd tell us just to drown you and bury you. That makes me wonder when I drive by churches and see cemeteries right beside the church. That maybe they said, oh, they ain't going to do nothing, just drown them, get them to heaven. God doesn't want you just to go to heaven. He wants you to do something while you're here to help bring other people to heaven, right? There's more to your life than just what you see. It's not about what you want, what I think is right. No, it's about what he wants and what he thinks is right. He created you. He designed you. And when you were born, he set out a plan for you. And he says, I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and to not harm you and to do good for you. God's got a good plan. And you're never going to get that feel good until you do good. Oh, yes. So here we go. Sign up for the group right now. It's in your program. You write down that number, that code number on the box, and then you get ready to do this two or more groups. Now, again, this two or more groups is like for people at school, people on your job. You're going to meet with them, and I've wrote written a book. It's out there right now. On Amazon, that book is fourteen ninety five. You get it for $10, and you're welcome. That's why I didn't tell you. It's been on Amazon for like a week, but I didn't tell you because I wanted to make sure to wait and get you the discount. And so what we're going to do is in October, we're going to read that book, and then we're going to have our Sunday services, and then we're going to have our groups around that book. And it's just called Your Opportunity for a Better Life. And I'm telling you, I've sat down and written nine things that I believe are going to help you get better, that you can do good, and that you can live good, and that God's going to help you. If you only read that book for two chapters, the finance chapter and the forgiveness chapter, it will change your life. And so I want to challenge you. Don't just buy a book for you. My goodness, whoever is in your life, buy a book for them too. Give it to them because God wants to change your life. So sign up today for a group. Okay, number three, I got Well, let me give, let's say our prayer again, again, what's coming on the screen. Let's say it. You ready? Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Number three is this, is ask God for miracles. Oh, my goodness. You know what? The Bible doesn't care who we are. It just tells it like it is. This, what I'm about to read to you, it just, I mean, it's just like he reaches out and slaps me. Look what James says. You won't. What you don't have. <laughs> That's, it. That's all of us, isn't it? So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have. Not me. Yes, you and me. But you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Now, let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on, let's read this. Yet you do not have what you want because you don't ask God for it. In other words, God says, I've got a lot for you, but you're not asking me for it. You're trying to get it on your own. And see, some of you sitting in this room, you feel like God, you know, that you don't feel good enough to ask God. I want to tell you, I've been trying to share my faith with some people, some guys at the gym, and there's another guy I met in the car uh, dealership industry I met a while back. I've been trying to share my faith with them, and I've been inviting them to church. And let me just tell you what I've been, every time I invite them, no, I'm not coming, Jeff. I don't want any of that. And so I'm like, God, I've been praying and praying. God, help me to win my friends to Jesus. Help me to share. And so, uh, you know, I've, I kept on. I've, I continued to try to stay in contact and pray for them. I mean, weekly pray for them. And this week, one of my, those guys texted me. And he said, man, you ain't going to believe this. He said, you know what? All of a sudden, I said, it was a Tuesday night. He said, I just moved into the city and I wanted to find out more about my city. And so he said, I, I turned on the television on, on his cable, was Channel 2. He said, he turned it on and it was called, this program was called Atlanta Live. He said, I want to know about the city. And he said, guess whose picture shot, shot up on that screen? <laughs> he said, You was on my television set. Will you leave me alone? He said, I don't know. I said, how did you find that channel? Because it's not, it's, it's not a big station. He said, I don't. I just sound like turning it on. I turned it on. And, and there it was. And there you was. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and he said, I said, he said, I said, oh, no. He's talking to me. And he said, I want you to know, I want to talk to you more about this. And I said, fantastic. I said, you know, I've been asking you to come to church. Will you come to church with me on friend day? I need a friend. Will you be my, will you please be my friend? (laughs) He said, yes. How can I say no after God's done that, right? Right. What I'm telling you is that when you begin to pray for miracles, God does miracles. You begin to ask him for those things. So I'm asking you, why don't you right now, go in on your connection card, right now check the box so that I'm going to be praying for my friends and asking them to join me on friend day, okay? So we're going to have it on the 5th, the 6th, and the 7th, so uh, Saturday night, Sunday, and then also on Monday. Now, the great thing is, is that we're going to buy their meal that night. We're going to buy your meal and their meal. So when you bring your friend, we want you to go to, to a meal with them, and we're going to pay for that. You'll get a $10 voucher to go to uh, some restaurants that's agreed to do this, and it's just going to be a great time. Why? Because we believe in doing good. If we send good around, God's going to send more opportunity back to us, right? Amen. Look at the next verse. Jesus said this, here, uh, Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in what? In prayer. Let's read the rest of it. You ready? Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. What I want to tell you is this, that you have to learn. You and I I have to learn. You have to learn to pray in color. When you begin to pray in color, you begin to see. When you pray in color, you begin to see the answer before you get it. See, you're never going to receive. You're never going to see it out here until you see it in here. You've got to see what you're praying for. Learn to pray in color. Now, I'm going to just share with you. My father has taught me this. Over the last year and a half, I've told you he's been very sick. What I didn't tell you is about six weeks ago, he fell and broke his hip. And I'm going to be honest. I th- we all thought that that might be the end of him because he, he cannot see. He, can't hardly, he couldn't hardly walk before that. And getting around, he's, he can't drive. And we thought he would just give up. And so I went to visit him in the hospital and still a little concerned. And then they said he had to go to a nursing home to do rehab. And we didn't know how long he'd be in there. And we all thought he may not ever get out. But I want to tell you what happened. As I went to, to my dad, he was in the nursing facility. And, and uh, we put him in a wheelchair. You know, he couldn't walk. And, uh, and I took him outside. And we sat outside and talked just a minute. And he said, Jeff, he said, I'm going to tell you something, son. God's going to heal me. God's going to heal me. He said, I want you to know, God's going to heal me. He said, I can see the day that I can see clear again. I can see the day that I'm going to drive again. He said, matter of fact, Jeff, I'm thinking about buying a new truck. And so when God heals me, Jeff, I want to buy a new truck. He said, so Jeff, do you like Ford, Chevrolet, or GMC? Which one do you like? Matter of fact, he said, Jeff, I think I like a red truck. He said, you know, I've been seeing a red truck. I think I'll buy me a red truck. What I'm trying to tell you is this is that my dad's faith, he believed, he had faith. And he had hope. And what they said, he would never really get out of that place that he's pretty much done. I want to tell you, that faith and that hope let him tap into a spirit of God. And he began to take steps. And he began to go to therapy. And he began to try harder. And I want you to know, after four weeks, my dad is no longer in a nursing home. He made his step at home. Why? Because he saw himself healed. Now listen, he can't see he still can't see, and he's just barely walking. But every day that he takes a step is an evidence that God is still in control and that God still does miracles, and God's still, uh, still on the throne. And God can do what you can't do. He can do what I can't do, that he's still a God of miracles. Amen? You've got to pray in color. you got to pray in color. Would you stand with me? You see, these miracles... These miracles are not just for, they're not just for my father. I've determined that. And they're not just for me. They're for you. And here's it: the question is, are you, are you brave enough to ask God for a miracle? That's it. Do you want a miracle? Does your marriage need a miracle? Do your children need a miracle? Do your parents need a miracle? Does your job need a miracle? Does your finances need a miracle? Where do you need, Where do you need a miracle? Bible says ask. And so today, I want to give you that opportunity. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net, And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.